Hello and welcome to another episode of the Nordic Web Podcast with myself, Neil Murray, founder of the Nordic Web, and Carsten Deppert, founder of Erson Startups, Contentor, Mindpark, and Motio Mira. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> welcome, Carsten. Thank you. Cool. So where are you at the moment? You're at Alma Dalen. I exactly. still can't say it properly, uh, but perhaps you should explain week... what it is. <laughs> this week I am uh, doing this show from Alma Dalen which is a very special Swedish uh, week, which takes place in Visby on the island of Gotland uh, between Sweden and the Baltics. And it's, uh, it's a very, it's a, in Sweden, it's a very known week. It's uh, all the politicians are here. Uh, so like all the important decision makers uh, are gathering in Visby for what's like the last week before everybody takes vacation. Uh, so it's really intense. And it's been actually compared to, to South by Southwest, uh, but more for politics or for societal changes. Um, and it's really interesting. First time I'm here, uh, must say it's, it's a lovely city and it's really packed. It's, I think it's 3,000 different seminars or uh, workshops or stuff like that in one week. So it's really a lot of things going on simultaneously. But the last couple of years, really the startup scene has started to move in here as well. Or maybe not the startup scene, but entrepreneurship in general has started to be more active here as well. And you could really see that this year and uh, that there were a lot of people who were active mm -hmm. in entrepreneurial things in one way or another. And that actually culminated a little bit with on Tuesday, the Startup Manifesto being uh, launched or not launched, but being presented on stage with a panel discussions with politicians regarding that. So it's really cool. Okay. And how was that received? Because I saw the, the Startup Manifesto being announced, but I also saw some some kind of criticism. And I mean, I guess this is part of what it is, is to kind of say, this is what we need to kind of sustain this successful ecosystem here. But I heard there was perhaps not so much interest from the government, at least not yet. Is that correct? Um, yeah, it's a little bit mixed. I mean, if you look who's backing the Startup Manifesto, it's a lot of startup people, a lot of the startups. Uh, and actually, that was one of the aims with being here at Almadal and for the people behind it, that this is actually a good way to bring it to politicians. And the main idea behind the manifesto is to a little bit like pinpoint, okay, these things we would like to change or we would like politicians to change in Sweden in order to be even more competitive and to become even better uh, at building startups. So it's quite a long list with very varied kind of things, all from how tax is um, on capital is treated for angel investments to how to make it easier for uh, to attract foreign uh, workers and employees to, yeah, like how to do uh, like share or sharing shares to early employees, option pools and stuff like that. So it's quite mixed in its content, but relatively uh, straight uh, and to the point, yeah. uh, just to make it easier for politicians. And I guess the, the main purpose of it is to open the dialogue with government. More than yes, yeah. yes, yes. And that's actually been quite interesting that um, in Sweden, there's quite a large gap between startups and uh, politics, which is actually a little bit weird just because in politics, of course, everybody talks about jobs and the future and, the, and we need to preserve our uh, prosperous uh, state and welfare. And, but nobody, none of the politicians are really close to the startup scene. And it st started to change like the last couple, the last year, I would actually say. But it's still very strange. And there's, I mean, if you look at Stockholm, there's this rumor, it's not really completely true, but almost true that when a couple of years ago, when Barack Obama 
the visit to Stockholm and uh, Reinfeldt, the prime minister at that time. Barack Obama, of course, wanted to meet some of the startup people and he actually wanted to meet Donnie Lake from Spotify. Yeah. And it turns out that Reinfeldt had never even met Donnie Lake, <laughs> which is like, maybe, why hasn't that happened? Yeah. Uh, of course, that wasn't completely true because Reinfeldt, had, he hadn't met Donnie Lake, but he had met uh, the other co-founder. Yeah. So there had been... Uh, connections, but still, and that's the politicians and startups are quite far apart. Do you think the government is aware of kind of how successful (laughs) Sweden is in this sector and how the rest of the world kind of looks at Sweden as being good in this sector? It seems weird that they they have they seem to have this disconnect and they they don't understand that Sweden is being seen as this hotbed of of innovation, yet the government are maybe not that aware of it. Yeah, no, I actually don't think they're that aware of it. They, I mean, it's also, I mean, startups are still, they're big, but they're not the biggest uh, industries yet. That has changed. Stockholm now has, I think, the biggest category of employment in Stockholm is IT developer. So that has definitely like gotten some attention to that. There's a lot of people working in the field. Um, but I still think it's too, it's a little bit too new. And I've also heard that, and one of the reasons why politicians might also be a little bit not afraid, but not approaching the startup scene too much, is because they got burned quite a lot in the like in the dot com bubble. Yeah. And so, like 15 years ago, politicians were a lot more open, and then the bubble burst, and everybody looked uh, a little bit ashamed or embarrassed afterwards. And then now they're a little bit afraid, still like, yeah, well, this actually is this actually a lasting thing or is this just temporary so that's it's also really interesting because i mean if you look if you're in stockholm if you're like next to the government buildings there are actually startup offices so they're they're literally across the street from each other (laughs) but still there's not that much contact between them that's really it's, it's a little bit strange yeah. In a way, it's almost you can look at it positively and think that you know even without kind of the the points that are raised in a manifesto that startups yeah. feel they need to kind of continue being successful, they've done that in spite of that. So if we can open a dialogue between the Swedish government and the Swedish startups, then actually the, there's a even higher potential ceiling, which is yeah. uh, that's pretty cool. That's at least yeah. that's a positive way of, of looking at it. Exactly, that's actually very good. So there's definitely, uh, it can definitely get a lot better. Yeah, cool. Yeah, well, it, it seems like you've had a, a fun but intense uh, week. Yes, um, very. Just to touch on a couple of lighter stories, perhaps. Just a couple of short ones uh, we picked up that we thought were quite interesting. We've kind of stopped doing that funding roundup at the beginning of the episode, quite simply because there's so many each week that it's hard to hard to pick out who we should be mentioning. And kind of five minutes of the whole podcast will be taken up with just reading off a list. So we've stopped doing that, but we're still going to pick out interesting ones as and when they come up. And here's one, and it's Anivo, which is a waste logistics startup in Finland. And they've just raised 15.8 million euros Series B. And the reason we're going to bring that up is because it's actually the largest Series B that Finland has seen since Supercell. So it's rather significant, at least in terms of size and, and kind of just in, in terms of a, of a story almost. The, the first biggest, the biggest one since Supercell almost kind of, um, you know, tells a story in itself. Yeah, yeah. And also really interesting Interesting that, I mean, they raised the money from Foxconn, Ginkgo Ventures, and Mistletoe. So it's a lot of Asia focus. And also, I mean, what they're doing is they're in the smart city and waste reduction um, field, which is it's very interesting. Very cool, actually. 
Yeah, definitely. And it is like a prime example of like an unsexy startup in the sense it's, it's in waste. Um, yeah. But raising money and doing well. And like investors always say to me, non-sexy, that's great. You know, because normally it means there's a real need that needs to be solved. And often they can actually be the more attractive option in terms of investment. So, I mean, yeah, waste management, you couldn't get more uh, unsexy than that. But uh, obviously, um, people are getting excited about it. It's looking yeah. cool. And the other kind of small story mm. that we're going to mention is a rather bizarre one. So Quiz Up, the uh, game that everyone played really briefly last year, which Plain Vanilla, an Icelandic company, are behind. They recently pivoted to being more like a social network. And they've been in app stores around the world for over a year. They've been in a French app store for over a year. And in the last couple of days, they shot to number one, which the company didn't even know what had happened. And what was behind that? What happened? Okay, so the reason why is because... So when they pivoted to more of a social network, they concentrated more on communication and connecting people with shared interests. And the French have taken it one step further and are essentially using it as a dating app. So people are saying, this is better than Tinder. People are like not using Tinder and using QuizUp instead, which started as a game, then turned into a social network, and now the French have turned into a dating app. I mean, it's a really interesting story in the terms of like, in terms of figuring out what you are because your users have figured out what they want it to be. So it'll be yeah. really interesting to see if they now actually focus more on this and pivot again into having this dating focus and then try and replicate that in other countries. But it, it's certainly bizarre to think that it, it started off as a, a game you would play with your friends and now they've got a competitor to Tinder on their hands out of nowhere. It's really cool. I mean, that's a, that's a cool story just there. Yeah, it is an odd one. So, uh, yeah, so free pivots in, in the space of a year, pretty much. Uh, although this one isn't, uh, yeah, hasn't taken place yet, but it certainly looks like it's a, it's a possibility. So we'll yeah, keep the, an eye on, out on, uh, on yeah. how it progresses. And I mean, if they choose to go that direction, they can definitely do some cool PR spins. Uh, yeah. Just on that story, just yeah, to get definitely. that out. But actually, yeah. when I was researching it, I actually saw that a couple have already got married. After meeting on QuizUp, but in like the US or somewhere, I saw a story okay. in January of this year that a couple mm-hmm. had already got married from playing each other at QuizUp. So maybe this romantic feeling has been <laughs> has been entrenched in the app all along, and now people are really just uh, yeah capitalizing on that. So yeah, it, it's weird that, that that had already happened, and now people are using it in this way to kind of meet people to date. So yeah, yeah. They, they would kind of be uh, foolish not to explore it a little bit more if that's what yeah. the users want. Yeah. Okay. And uh, we, one more thing we wanted to talk about was uh, index ventures. And you yes. did a story about that. And this is actually really interesting. So you did a story checking out who has, or actually, what was the, how did you come to this story? Yeah. So I, uh, well, actually, I've been working on this bigger piece, basically, which uh, is, I'm still working on, but it is to do with looking at the history of the billion-dollar companies that have come from the Nordics and trying to draw parallels between them in order to figure out what they had in common and why they became the billion-dollar companies. And as part of that, I was looking at investors and breaking down all their funding rounds, seeing how much they'd raised, who'd invested, and stuff like that. And then when I was doing it, I realized that there was one common theme amongst the investors, and Index had actually funded six of the ten billion-dollar companies that had come from the Nordics. 
And they'd actually, mm-hmm. they've also actually found a SoundCloud who are not included in that. Um, mm-hmm. And five of the six were at series A or B. So it's so not it's even ra- in like a early. big, yeah. So it's rather yeah. early. I mean, it's not a big, you know, it's not just a big late round. I think the only big late round they did was Zendesk, if I, if I remember correctly. So all the others were A or B. So they've got an incredible track record at, at picking up billion dollar companies from the Nordics. I mean, it's, it's quite bizarre. I mean, I think the nearest other than that, I think Atomico maybe have three, but still oh. index are more than double. That's really interesting. And you did then a, th- a story looking at who are they investing in now? In yeah, so I thought it would be interesting. So basically, if you wanted the, the most simplest strategy ever on who to who to invest in, you should just follow index, right? Like if you wanted the most basic strategy, obviously you would have to be coming in at A or B or, or even C. So yeah, not many people could do that. But still, it's still interesting to see who they're currently looking at with such a good track record. And actually, I found that they've already got two, which... Are likely to become unicorns within 12 months. I mean, they and have those are Izettle, who I imagine will probably raise again this year, and then I think that will put them in the billion dollar valuation. And Trustpilot, yeah. who just raised, and probably a, I would, you know, if I completely guessed, I'd imagine they're about 800 million or up in that region. Um, yeah. So, you know, next time they raise, they'll pass the valuation as well, or if they go public or whatever. So Izetal and Trustpilot are basically unicorns in waiting. So yeah. they're going to get to, I mean, yeah, I mean, it would take the market to crash, I think, for those two not to pass the valuation. So they've already got those two. So their record in the short term looks set to continue. And then other than that, they've got three other current ones, which I could find that they're disclosed, which are Auto Butler. Um, yeah. Look Back in Sweden and Ministry of Games. And Ministry of Games was quite interesting because they announced that just after they exited Supercell. Mm-hmm. And then they said, oh, and now we're investing in Ministry of Games, a Finnish mobile <laughs> gaming company. So I and thought all, that was quite interesting. And all those sales also invested relatively early, right? So yeah. Look Back was Series A or Seed, actually? Or yeah, how early was, was that? Seed. Seed for Look Back, Seed for Ministry of Games... And Series B for Auto Butler. But seed investments, and actually the reason why I said the the ones that I could find was because I also heard that Index often don't disclose their seed investments because they are such a kind of tracking signal for others because they do have a good track. I mean, they have a really good track record across Europe. So they often don't disclose if they've invested at seed because then they get other people kind of clambering to be in the later rounds. Oh, that's true. At A. So these are the ones that are disclosed at least. But the, I, I think it's quite interesting to see that they've probably likely already got two. And there are other bets looking quite interesting as well, although they are very early, a, a kind of seed. But yeah, it's amazing how one venture firm can manage to pick kind of so many successes from the region. Yeah, really, really impressive. And they're not even a local firm. No, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I just thought that was quite interesting and it'll be worth... Uh, yeah, following their portfolio. Yes, definitely. So, Motio Mira, how far away are you from uh, investment from index? <laughs> <laughs> should, How's it going? We should, we should on, do a follow-up on the last episode. Yeah, we should, uh, we should end on a little uh, kind of catch-up yeah, yeah. with what you're doing. Uh, so, Motio Mira, the fitness app, business to business, which I'm working on right now, uh, we actually released uh, last week. So, we're actually now in the App Store which is cool. So you can go to search for Muchumera 
if you can search for that by me pronouncing it and uh, <laughs> download it. It's free uh, to use at the moment. And uh, we will we now aim at uh, being in kind of an open beta during July. Because it's business to business, nothing will happen in July anyway. So now we just try to get it to ma as many people as possible to use it just to see that all the features are actually working and that it behaves as it should and stuff like that. And then in August, we will uh, next step is to attract customers. And that we will actually do by email marketing. So we try, we're aiming at smaller businesses, uh, 10 to 100 employees, and we want to do an as automated as possible marketing and sales process because we believe that's the easiest way or the quickest way to do this. So that's what we're aiming at now. It's really interesting. I mean, Almedalen was also very important for Mutchumera. I was at a lot of seminars regarding health at workplace or health in the public in general. Uh, had some very interesting meetings, for example, with Rechargeify, uh, which works with uh, healthcare for bigger companies, seeing if maybe we could collaborate because they're doing more of the like, yeah, consultancy angle and we're doing more of the measurement or just keeping track uh, of exercises. So we'll see how that goes. So it's been a really interesting week for Mushumera. Okay. And uh, what about what is your plan? What's the, the kind of are you doing a freemium model or? Yeah. So the app is actually free uh, to download, and it will probably remain so for a while. It's actually a little bit of a, a gray area because we want to, sh of course, charge uh, businesses for it. But if we charge businesses for it, we can't really charge their employees downloading it privately. So. In the App Store, it's free, and then we'll try to find a good way to actually charge businesses without Apple getting mad and locking us out of the App Store, because that would, of course, be a, be a shame. So it's actually a little bit of a gray area, and I hope not too many Apple employees listen to this uh, so that we can keep it on online. Yeah, no, it sounds good. You have one extra download, because I just downloaded it live. While we ah, were, nice, we perfect. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's cool. I think we'll keep revisiting this as we go and yeah. find out how you're getting on. Um, I'd love to share. Yeah, it's always interesting to kind of directly hear firsthand from people's experiences. So cool. Yeah, I think that's about it. I mean, you've had an intense week, so I think we'll let you off. Um, oh, yeah. And, and, <laughs> and wrap it up for today. But yeah, you should, uh, as always, reach out to us with feedback on the show. A lot of you have been doing that recently, so thank you for doing that. You can continue to do it on Neil at thenordicweb.com. You can find us on Twitter at Neil S. W. Murray and at Carsten DC. Obviously, thenordicweb.com. Carsten writes about startups in the Erston region on erstonstartups.com. And you can find this podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. So please do subscribe. But that's it. So thank you, Carsten. Thank you. <laughs>